Hey guys, this week's episode is sponsored by Be Uprooted and CrossPod's first annual podcast prize. Marketer is the owner of Be Uprooted, B-U-R. Her business was created out of an act of self-love and appreciation of black culture. Her mission being to help men and women grow through leadership, education, and empowerment. As a community event coordinator, she accomplishes this through the five principles of artistic expression, literature, community outreach, empowerment, and fashion and culture. You can help Marquita empower and uplift our community by creating this vision together. Visit her at beuprotect.com. That is B-E-U-P-R-O-O-T-E-D.com or on both Instagram and Facebook as at beuprotect. Now enjoy the show. Hello, everyone. I am Marcibel, and this is the Marcibel Podcast. Hey there, this is the show of the Multiple Podcast, a podcast about culture and cultural nomads designed for Blacks and Asians and those who love them. In my house today and on the show today, I have Lizzie Lopez. <laughs> Lizzie is um, from Oklahoma. She graduated from UCO Edmond. I think you went to Edmond. I volunteer there. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and graduated with her BFA, Bachelor of Fine Arts. She majored in studio art painting. She minored in art history and illustration. She loves to paint human and animal portraits, abstract arts, and illustrations. Her favorite type of mediums to use are acrylic paints, watercolor paints, and colored pencils. After college, she taught English as a second language to Korean elementary students, K6. Chodung, Chodung Haksen. What are you? In Gusan, South Korea for one year. When she returned to Oklahoma, she taught art lessons to children, young adults, and senior citizens. Currently, she's a member of Northwest Baptist Church, which is where we met, where she volunteers to teach English at Wednesday night languages classes. She's also a member of the Canadian Valley Art Guild, CVAG. Uh, yeah. How do you guys say it? Um, yeah. <laughs> you say like, yeah, the art guild. You say art guild. <laughs> yeah. The Canadian. You say like sea bag or. Oh, sea bag. Yeah, 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 yeah. I said badge. I'm horrible. No, like, you can say the art guild. It's like a the art guild. Okay, she yeah. enjoys attending the meetings and showing her um art with the art guild. So everyone. This is Lizzie Lopez. I don't even know what we call it. We don't even know. You probably don't say that. We just, we just, we're the art. We see Canadian Valley art girl. Who was staring at me and I was like, what do I say? And like, just came That's out. Hilarious. Like, I wasn't thinking so much. I think mine was just as bad. <laughs> <laughs> but I like the bag. Because it could be something else. I know, I know. But, <laughs> it's I killed. It's easier. Well, thank you. Thank yeah, you. Yeah. Thank you. Anyways. Um, Great intro. Oh, thanks. Good thanks for sending this. Uh, what you so so comes on with that? Lizzie she. So I met Lizzie in um, my Korean class. Lizzie was actually one of my Korean teachers at the Northwest Baptist Church. I tell you before on the show that on Wednesdays, I go to a Korean speaking class. Where, well, not just a speaking class. A Korean class. We have a Korean professor. And we learn, you know, conversations, we learn more vocabulary and grammar. And at the point when we're trying to switch teachers, because our first teacher went back to Korea, and Lizzie taught us for a while. So that's how, that's where I met Lizzie. I tried. You guys are very advanced. I kind of just monitored the class. <laughs> you don't know this, but I don't know if you remember, there was time you gave me one of your notes. You oh, had, okay. like, future tests. Uh-huh. How to, like, conjugate words, like, okay, oh, you taught me that, you don't know that, Ooh. but you gave me, like, your photo, you had some photocopies yeah. that you made for me, yeah, you taught me how to do, you know, future tenses, so you've contributed to oh. my Korean life, you that makes me know happy, that. now you're hearing it for the first time, thank you so much, because before <laughs> then, I could only speak, you know, yeah. present tense, and, yeah. you know, present progressive, so, yeah. um, is but I couldn't yeah. do, like, future, mago yeah. uh, yeah. that kind of thing, so thanks for that. You're welcome. Good yeah. for you. That's all. Awesome. <laughs> so, uh, not to sound a little bit cliche, but tell us a little bit more about you. Something that people don't know about you. Hmm. If you know me well, you know I like to eat well. I like different international foods, and I like to cook different international foods. So, I don't know. I enjoy a good time with friends. But, yeah. I like I posted on Facebook, I made some ribs yesterday, and the grill, I think, just incinerated them. <laughs> 
the I, girl that wasn't you? No, for real. Yeah, right. I smelled something and I went outside and they were they were completely black, good like giant charcoal. How briquettes. many? How long? Are you, uh, how long did you have them on? It was like maybe fifteen minutes on low, um, and I think it just finally blew up and died. And like from that, but it wasn't gonna go down without taking your ribs in. I like, like if I'm going down, I'm going down with a big bang. You know what? It was worth the sacrifice because my dad agreed. He's like, "We're getting a new girl." I said, "Thank you." But I posted on Facebook, and um, a new artist friend. She's really sweet. She doesn't know me well. She's like, "My cooking skills are the same." And I was like, "I know, I know." I'm like, "I'm not that bad." <laughs> Nailed it. I know, right? but I will say I make plenty of cooking mistakes. Um, don't always post about them on Facebook. Yeah, but this was too funny too not to share. Well, because it was like it killed. It was the meat was overcooked, <laughs> black. It broke the rib in half. It cooked it so much. I didn't. I couldn't eat it. So, anyways, yesterday was crazy. I like that. So cooking, <laughs> yeah, and then you know hanging out with friends. Uh, but you you strike me as an introvert as well. Are you an introvert? Yes. Okay. So how do you, what, what friends do you speak of? Just kidding. But I know. Really... Well, the trees and the birds. <laughs> My dog's pretty agreeable. <laughs> I mean, I am an introvert, but I am very friendly. Yeah, I want to say that, yeah. So pe- sometimes people um, think I'm more extroverted than I am, yeah. but I do need quiet time and I enjoy being by myself. But at the same time, I do get lonely, so I do want to be with people. I just don't like enormous groups would you say you're an ambivert in that situation oh okay yeah yeah because an introvert i wouldn't think they would say i like hanging out with my friends yeah you know and two or less <laughs> yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe just that one friend yeah maybe yeah. one friend yeah okay i can totally relate with that so thanks yeah. um so you grew up in Oklahoma, right? Yes, Yukon. Yukon, uh, Oklahoma. Yes. Which is, you know, you guys like southwest, east, west. So on her way to my house, yeah. she kind of got lost. She's like, I'm somewhere in northwest. I'm like, honey, no. I don't know where <laughs> west is. I don't know where east is. What street sign are you on? And what street did you get on? Because I don't do east and west. Yeah. But Yukon is somewhere, you know, in Oklahoma. Yes. Not too far from Oklahoma City. I was driving around where you live because it has a really long black fence. And yeah. I kept looking for the entrance. And I went the opposite <laughs> way. I said, it's that. a square. Eventually, I'll run into it. It's amazing. Once, once you eventually get in, you kind of get not used that, to it. It's not that hard. It's <laughs> not that hard. Once you get it, once yeah, you get yeah, it the yeah. first time, it's like, you know, it's easy. But yeah, Yukon's just 30 minutes west of Oklahoma City. Yeah. So if you get on the highway on I-40, you just exit Yukon. It's just, it's really easy. Mm. I think I remember them for the, um, for the roads. Like, mm-hmm. a lot of them are like muddy roads in Yukon. Um, um, if you go in that area, that's more country. Yeah. But Yukon's becoming pretty populated now yeah, so. well good luck to them because i'm not moving there anytime soon but the roads in oklahoma yeah they're pretty bad i mean oklahoma as a whole house, yeah i mean we all know the horrible roads here yeah so much for the oil um anyways um i didn't know this about you recently until you mentioned it uh-huh. so you are half white and half mexican yes and when you told me i was like huh i didn't know that and it's that kind of thing of confirmation bias where you see people and you assume they're one thing so we kind of got that conversation going because I didn't think you were Mexican at all. Okay. And I felt like, I don't know how, I don't know if you remember, but I mm-hmm. felt like the more I kept asking you questions about yeah. it, I, I, I was afraid I was making you feel like you had to like legitimize that Mexican part of it because I was just curious about uh-huh. you. But I know how that can, that might come off as, you know, being too inquisitive or being uh-huh. too curious when I meet people. Because yeah. I like people. Yeah. I like people that have cultural richness. I, I have a special kind of love for them mm-hmm. because... You know, now that I'm learning more about Korean culture, being mm-hmm. Nigerian, I'm beginning to see how sometimes you have to find that place where you want to marry mm-hmm. those two cultures that you love together. Mm-hmm. So tell me, what was it like for you being, um, you know, growing up with that kind of um, cultural heritage? And who is the Mexican? Is it your mom or your dad? <laughs> okay, so my last name is Lopez, so it's my dad. Well, well anyone yeah. can be Lopez now, you know? Yeah, yeah it's okay. <laughs> yeah. So uh, my dad is Mexican-American, therefore I am. And yeah. the thing about... Um, being Mexican American is uh, Mexico has very diverse looking people um, because they have so many different cultures that immigrated there. Yeah. So you have fair hair, the Spanish. You know, yeah, you have light skin, Interns, light yeah. eyes, light hair, blue eyes, um, green eyes sometimes. Yes. Yeah. You have tall, short. You have all different kinds of looking people. Yeah. So um, I think for you, maybe um, you're just not a, um, necessarily experienced on maybe what different Mexican people look like. Because, you know, uh, one of our classmates, she chimed in. She said, no, I knew Lizzie was Mexican. Yeah. Um, so it's just kind of like their perception is different because they're used to how people can look. Yeah. Um, some people think I'm Puerto Rican. Some people think I'm Native American. Uh, a lot of people say, what are you? I can see that. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And I just, I mean, I think it's a compliment. Those are all beautiful people. 
Um, but yeah, and so I don't even know. We're Mexican, but I'm like, we could be part Spanish, we could be part German, we could be part Native American. I Indi- think we are indigenous as well. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and on my mom's side, it's like, well, most likely we might be Irish or German. Yeah. I haven't taken a DNA test because, and it's just America, we're a melting pot. Yeah. So we just have a lot of diversity. But I mean, for me, I'm just when I grew up, it was kind of a a struggle trying to figure out who I was because some people. You're not Mexican enough. Enough, you know. You're, you look strange. Are You look exotic to American people or something like that, um, which is kind of funny because we have so much diversity in America. But still. You think people would be... Mm-mm. And I'm inquisitive about other people, but I'm just... I'm I'm more polite about it. I, I get to know them because um, it's your ethnicity is not just who you are. That's just one part of you. Yeah. Um, and so it's just like... Have you seen the movie Selena? Yeah. Okay, so... Do you remember a part where her dad's like driving the bus and he gets really mad and he's he's shouting he's like you know we're not Mexican enough for the Mexican yeah, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah yeah and he's like it's exhausting <laughs> and I I love that because you can't please everybody and the older I get the more I'm like whoever's my friends are my friends because they love me as a person not because I'm Mexican enough not because I'm American enough not because I'm Oklahoman enough because they like Lizzie yeah and I also have to be comfortable with myself mm. to have that relationship with other people so. Um, if you only want to be my friend because I'm this, this, and this, it, that doesn't work. And that's not a real friendship. So I've found out about myself that I might not ever measure up to somebody's idea of this, whatever it may be. So I just have to try to be my best self. I like that. So basically, age has given you yeah. that self where you're more comfortable marrying yeah. those two sides of your culture. And yeah. Whoever wants to tag along as a friend, they have to like Lizzie, not because she's half Mexican or half, yeah. you know, whatever she is. I like that. I think just you don't have to have so much expectation, even cultural expectation for somebody because it's hurtful whenever maybe you feel like you let people down because I didn't grow up speaking Spanish. That's just how it is. Okay. Some people, their parents um, are first generation and they have to translate for their parents and they do speak Spanish and being bilingual is such a gift. Yeah. But also, I think when my parents grew up, it was a stigma to have an accent and being bilingual was not as good. But now we realize what a value it is. To have our language, yeah. Yeah, so it's just it's just a lot of determining factors. Yeah. But I just think um, I just enjoy the friends I have because I know they're true friends, you know? I like that. Yeah. Thanks for sharing that. Yeah. So what was the holidays like? Did you guys used to go to Mexico a lot? Or was it more spending time with more of your American family? Um, so I've been to Mexico twice. And so one was when I was 18 and I went on a cruise with my mom. And one of the stops was... That wasn't like we stayed in Mexico, just a stop. I know, right? All away. Yeah, yeah, it was. It was. <laughs> I it's, just guessed. It still counts. I had to get a passport. <laughs> um, so yeah, that was it. That was nice. But yeah, no, that's not legit. I know. So <laughs> No, like, I mean, it's still Mexico, but it wasn't like... It was it's a tourist home. area. It was just, you know, we're driving by. Let's stop yeah, by and say yeah, yeah. hi. And, then, and I prefer non-tourist areas. Yeah. But, you know, it was enjoyable. So anyways... Um, then three years ago, we went to Mexico City, and then we went to Michoacan, the state where our family's yeah, from. Yeah. And I got to meet um, my grandma's side of the family and so forth, and that was really wonderful. Oh, yeah, so good. it's very far, so it's not it's not like just get on a bus and come. It's yeah, yeah. it's it's really far. I heard it's like the middle, right? Yeah, it's it, towards yeah. the south. Yeah, yeah. See, not don't quite do south. The, yeah, don't do south. I thought we kind of established that whole south. Down. Down. <laughs> I like that. Is that towards by the red tree or yellow tree? Which not all the way to the bottom, but you know. So anyway, um, so another interesting fact about you is you're an artist. Yes. And for the life of me, I really didn't absorb that part. Mm-hmm. I just I didn't explore that part of you. I just you know learned about that today, and I went yeah. to your website and I see that you do a lot of you know artwork. Yes. What inspired you to go into arts? Mm-hmm. And how are you making a, a living, not just monetary mm-hmm. but just life out of it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, and I wanted to tell you something from earlier. That's okay. Yeah, sure. So I know that we met at language classes, right? Yeah. And so whoever's listening right now. If you're afraid to take languages, don't don't be scared. I have the last name Lopez, and I'm going to learn Spanish. <laughs> so oh, I like if I can get over that fear yeah. and that self consciousness, yeah. you can too, because it's good to learn and to grow. Thanks for letting me. I didn't even yeah. put those two together, but I yeah. can imagine how like, when you're supposed to know Spanish already. 
Well, I thank mean, you. Thank just because it's in your blood doesn't mean it's in your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> That's a tweetable thing right there. Just because <laughs> it's in your blood doesn't mean it's in your mouth. <laughs> oh, I hope that's not taking out of context with people. I like that. I like the that. language. The language. <laughs> um, but um, so yeah, because I'm an artist, I feel like it. It just comes natural to me, and my mom is very creative. And I think I get it from her side. And yeah, she's so nice. And yeah, sweet. she's wonderful. Yeah. And I just feel like it's a gift I've been given. And to not use it and to not create would be denying what God has given me. And mm. I feel like it's a responsibility sometimes because um, I think everyone can draw. Everyone can learn. But everybody has an innate talent that God has given them, something very special to them. And so... When I was young, it's like that's all I really enjoyed in school, and I didn't care for school that much. And being an introvert in school was just stressful. You know, I'm like, can we just have quiet time? Do I have to interact with these kids? They're hooligans, you know, and, <laughs> and just, um, you know, they, that was what I enjoyed in school was art, and I felt like I could excel at that. So that was a, like a way of escape. Like you just focused on it. Yeah, and yeah. It gave you that time out. And- yes. Because right. it's, I mean, you could chill and draw and, yeah. and chit chat and have fun with your friends and, and uh, just learn and. You know, I want to think that most artists die, that are mostly introverted people. I don't know. It depends on the person. I find that artists are very kind and very friendly and giving. Um, I true. mean, you always meet people that aren't, but for the most part, I think they are because it's just their mentality. Like, we just want to share good with people. Yeah. Most artists, you know, you just want to share something really awesome. Yeah, because your art is, it, nobody would know your art if you didn't share it. Yeah. I mean, what makes a group? How do you know about Picasso? You know, mm-hmm. how do we know about mm-hmm. you know all those great artists and painters yeah. because they share their work? And we, it has so much richness that we, you know, some people they are very private about it and they might make artwork on the side and not share it. But I mean, it doesn't hurt to get yeah. yourself out there and just make some friends, you know. Yeah. And if if not tempered, you can lead to like God complexes and then you can cut your ear off. I love Van Gogh. And I know, all right? <laughs> Don't eat your paint. <laughs> Number one rule. Unless it's cake art, don't <laughs> eat the supplies. <laughs> Not to self, don't eat the supplies. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, so now you do you do art commissions, like people can yeah. pay you to like draw portraits. Looking back to the last, well, maybe within the last year, what was the most interesting thing you drew? Like that was really fantastic. Um, you'd like to share? I mean, when you make art, I feel like every time I have a piece, there's a honeymoon period, and I'm like, I love you so much. <laughs> You know, and I, then I put you in a corner. This sounds mean. <laughs> Nobody um, puts me in a corner. I know, right? And then I'm like, okay, I can part with you. I could I could let someone buy you. <laughs> so I feel like every piece I do, I really enjoy it. Um, and then it comes a time when I can part with it, like yeah. kid going off to college. But I don't know. I just enjoy when I can let loose and not worry about what I've been taught, how, how to do, you know, proportions and just... Just sketch and draw something fun with a pen on white yeah. paper. I like doing line work. I like the simplicity of it. Um, just just goofy, childlike art, you know? Yeah, because, I mean, I, I tell myself, okay, you're going to do this many paintings. They're going to be this. And sometimes it is work, and you have to be disciplined, and it gets to be a drag at times, but you're pleased with it at the end. But it's, a, it's those special times when it just flows and you're like, man, that was easy. Yeah. Because you know? it's not always easy. People are like, I can't draw like you. I'm like, it takes a lot of work. It still yeah. does. It takes a lot of process work, reference photos, a lot of times and maybe not having a lot of successful time. But- I can relate to a bit of that with writing. Yeah. You know, when you start, you like you have this fantastic idea and then you yes. start writing about it. And it's, it's like hard. <laughs> I have about three drafts waiting to be completed because I just want to let it go. Yeah. And it's like, ah, oh, I don't know if it's going to make sense anymore. And you get lost into it. And it's like, ah, oh, I'm stressed. Yeah. The juices aren't flowing anymore. Yes. But yeah, I think Even it's that. the problem with creativity. Like, if, you, if you're a creative <laughs> yeah. person, it's, it's just that way. Yeah. Thanks for sharing that. Um, so another thing that I kind of mentioned about you earlier on was you went to Korea. Yes. Okay. When did that idea get planted? And what was your process like, you know, living in the U.S.? So I'm moving to Korea. You were there for about three years, right? No, I was only there for a year. Okay. Yeah. Still. Yeah. Okay. What? 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 Like, how did that happen? So that was about four years ago now, which sounds crazy. Long time ago. It feels like a dream. Like I didn't even go. It's weird. But um, I was a junior at UCL. Uh, once I, I think I was one semester away from graduating. Might have been two because uh, I had to stay an extra semester excuse me, to finish my minor. Um, but I wanted to, quote, study abroad. 
but I don't like studying, and I didn't want to go to school. <laughs> oh, it makes sense when you're an artist. I know. I'm like, I don't like to read. <laughs> Draw me a picture. I'm a visual learner. <laughs> so I went to international office, and the counselor, he wasn't that keen on my idea, and he wasn't that nice. He was just kind of like, so you want to go study abroad before your last semester of school and graduating? And I was like, yep. <laughs> yeah. I guess it doesn't sound like such a good idea, and I, I thought about it. I thought, uh, and yeah, I mean, what would I, what would I do? I'd just be prolonging, you know. I should just graduate. But so then I went back and I talked to someone else, and the lady there, um, she was, I think, part of the teaching department, and so she said, "There's this program that we're doing that I've told the education uh, department uh, we're trying to get teachers to come teach English in South Korea." And I was like, "Beep beep beep! Whoa, that sounds good." And so it, the program I was in was talk, teach, and learn in Korea. And so it was a government program. Uh, the South Korean government uh, allowed native English speakers to um, apply to. So you have to be from a country that you know speaks English. Yeah. So like New Zealand, Ireland, um, all those places, Canada, America. Um, so anywho, um, she told me about that program, and she said, you know, we're trying to take this many number of students. And so I told um, another girl from uh, the art program, and uh, yep, I sign up, and I went with them. After I graduated college, because I didn't have any plans, and I thought this is a really good opportunity. Yeah. I get my flight paid for. I get my housing paid for. I just have to pay for um, food and like heat and air. So you you went to Korea and then you taught elementary students. Yes. What was that like? <laughs> was it a rural area or you went to like a yes a very rural area? No. I should explain better. Okay. okay. So the the talk program and the epic program. Talk program is part time. Um, teaching um, English to Korean students and EPIC was full-time. The point was is that, um, and also EPIC was after you had a bachelor's degree. So I could have done EPIC but I didn't know about it. But anyways, um, the point was to get English language to rural students in South Korea who might not have the educational opportunities. To go to or something. Yeah, as people in the city. So they warned us, they're like, hey, you might be in, living in a shed by a cow. And I was like, whatever, I'm from Oklahoma. <laughs> that's cool. Yeah, I was like, that's fine. I like the country as long as like, I have people I can talk to and not, you know, not by myself. But, um, so I was expecting that. But actually, I was five minutes from a beautiful lake and park with a lit up bridge with restaurants. I took 10 minutes to get to school on the bus. By car, it was probably still five minutes. Um, it was really nice. Um, it was such a pleasure because in Oklahoma, I'm not that close to the city, you know, and I have to drive. I am close to Yukon, but it's, um, it's just different. So that was really nice. I enjoyed exercising there and how safe it was. I did teach kindergarten through sixth grade. I taught almost everybody in the school. Um, it, I don't think, I don't know how many special ed students they had, but I didn't teach that class. Um, but I thought Korean students would be different than American students. Would it? No. Kids are kids no matter where you go. <laughs> You're like, they'll be perfect little angels. Yeah. You could like, impact some knowledge into them. Yeah. No. Give them candy and they could listen to you. Right? Uh, no, they were crazy. They were... Um, it was... Going to Korea was the most difficult thing, most challenging thing I've ever done, um, I believe. But it was very rewarding and I grew a lot as a person and... Um, my brother got to visit while I was there, so that was great. He got to see me teach a little bit. So it was difficult, I'm not going to lie, to teach the kids because I had a mentor, or excuse me, I had a mentor teacher, but I didn't bother him because he was super busy. I had an assistant teacher, and she was supposed to translate. She wasn't there all the time, and neither one of us were really good about disciplining the kids. Oh, my Because we weren't, um, we didn't have a teaching degree. Um, but I did, like I said, learn a lot, and, and um you know, the kids are really sweet, though, really fun and, and genuine, and they're just they're awesome. Those poor kids. I used K-pop videos to bribe them to being good. Oh, really? I did. Like, wouldn't, they, wouldn't they have had access to that by, on, the, on their own on the way home? Yes, home? but I had a giant TV, mm-hmm. and so, I mean... Cinematic effect. Yes, and because it's cool to go into school and watch a K-pop video because none of the other teachers teachers are going to be like, let's watch this and this. And some of the kids are like, that's inappropriate. But most of it we can watch. But yeah, even the sixth graders, we had fun. They were just, they were just silly gooses. (laughs) What was the hardest thing for you to adjust to in Korea? Um, The Korean people are very reserved people. Um, In America, I feel like, and especially Oklahoma, we're so friendly to strangers 
that it's normal to like tell about your day or say good morning to them. And, but Korean people are very reserved, so it was hard to make friends. And um, I did have a very good Korean friend and also another um, scholar. Um, but once you get to know Korean people, they treat you like family. They treat you so well. Yeah. And I did have people at church, um, but they weren't my age. There was an English service. So part of the trouble was... Um, your age. Yeah, and hard, just kind of difficulty making friends because I wasn't in Seoul where there's more foreigners. And I didn't necessarily want to make foreign friends. Um, I had a few good um, Korean friends. but And, I mean, I went there, and just some of the struggles I had was... Um, probably the second week I was in training, a week and a half in, I think I got some kind of respiratory infection Uh-oh. or something, and it never really went away. I think that I also was allergic to mold because in Korea they have like concrete apartments and they had wallpaper over it. So quite they frankly, uh, wallpaper over the concrete oh. wall, so it sweat. Yeah. And it was very humid and muggy there because I lived by a lake and lived by the ocean. That's and the so, cost of having that wonderful view. It really is, right? So <laughs> I, is it worth it? It's your pretty view. I know, right? <laughs> Um, yes, I, I basically had, you know, perpetual bronchitis and, and didn't feel well for half the time I was there, I would say. Oh, so right. I had a lot of health um, concerns that I said I need to go home because I don't feel well here. Um, but I still love the country and I still think it's very beautiful. Yeah. I didn't. And I, I also think that sometimes God uses things like that um, to say it's time. And if you're willing to listen rather than being... Because I was ready to go home too, but it was one of those that, um, what was waiting for me when I got home, and that was one of the things that helped me say, yeah, I need to be healthy physically too, so, mm-hmm. and yeah. I and I needed to uh, go back home. Yeah, I, like, I mean, um, well, I'm glad you had a good time there, and you knew when to leave and all mm-hmm. that, and that whole difference between, you know, friendship, Korean way, and friendship mm-hmm. we were used to here, I noticed that play here, like when I mm-hmm. meet Korean students for the first time, because I volunteer at UCL, yeah. With Korean students, initially they don't, they might seem not friendly. Yeah. You know, but to them, trust is something that they build slowly. But once mm-hmm. they trust you, like you said, you're family to them. Yes. I have friends now, students now, well, they're now friends, going back to Korea, and mm-hmm. they still call me. The guys will call me, no, 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 and the girls going, honey, honey. Because yeah. it takes a while for them to build that up. So yeah. for those that are trying to cultivate friendship with Koreans, mm-hmm. Is that they might they might not seem friendly at first, but mm-hmm. remember that it takes a while for them to like bring you in. Yeah. Because it's all about fences, you know. Mm-hmm. And there's always that you know your friends. You might be friends with mm-hmm. somebody, but then your friend of your friend is not necessarily mm-hmm. your friend. You have mm-hmm. to introduce them and do all that. So there's so many exactly. cultural cues I had to learn, and one mm-hmm. of them I had to learn the hard way mm-hmm. because it was like it was very embarrassing for me that I didn't know about that secret. It wasn't like a, I didn't know about that code of conduct that I was mm-hmm. trying to introduce. Oh, this was what was supposed to have like a potluck mm-hmm. for that Korean party. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I invited my Korean students to come along. Hey, let's all cook together. Yeah. It's like, we can't come. Why? We cannot cook for your friends because they're not our friends. Oh. I know. And the first group of Korean that I had students, yeah. I had were totally different. Yeah. I guess this was a little bit Americanized, but this was like, yeah. you know. And I had to even apologize. I'm so sorry. I didn't know about that. So I, I talked to my first set of Korean yeah. students and they explained to me that, oh yeah, that I think those one really spoke to me because they were yeah. very open, like we'll yeah. all cook together. But these ones were very adamant, like, why would you tell us to come cook for you? Oh. Those your friends are not our friends. So Huh, that's odd. Very odd. So that's yeah. that. Um and I, I don't think it's all Koreans that do, but I do know there's yeah. a general sentiment of because friends are like families, you know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and things like that. So and then you move back here because I think I've asked you before how mm-hmm. it went, and I was asking you, would you ever want to go back? And you're like, not anytime soon. And I do understand that now. Yeah, it was just what you needed to do at that time. If you yeah. find if you find that calling, you're gonna go back. Yeah, I mean, I want to visit for yeah, sure, yeah. but to stay long term, no. Because yeah, we talked about this. I enjoy. I've come to appreciate where I grew up and yeah. the fact that getting to know people in your community and helping them and you help each other, you know, grow the small business, so forth, is so essential and important. Yeah. I think some people can thrive in a foreign country and they're so dedicated and I do admire that, but I know that's just not for me. You know, I enjoy where I come from and I enjoy multiple cultures. I yeah. couldn't just pick one and move to that country. You want to explore a lot of Yeah, because I can, you know, you know, Oklahoma City is actually pretty diverse. People might not realize that, <laughs> but it is. It really is. It's, it's becoming diverse. Yeah, because like we have a large Vietnamese community, Chinese. I mean, just in my church alone, we have people from Burma, yeah. from Taiwan, China. That's true. It's, from it's, Korea. it's opening up little by little. Yeah. Yeah. I like what you said about, you know, it's not for you. And you do mm-hmm. realize that. And I also like that. 
even though you 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 might not see this, but what I was getting from mm-hmm. what you said is. Korea also taught you that value of community. Yes. You had to leave where you were, your comfort zone, mm-hmm. to go out and realize that, oh my goodness, that mm-hmm. I can learn all of this and come back and apply it home. And yeah. you can always travel everywhere else you want to go to. Yeah. So I think you, there's a lot you got from Korea that, mm-hmm. you're, that you may not really, you know, be able to put into words. Yes, exactly. There's a lot. There's just so much. <laughs> That's good. I, yeah. um, a lot of struggles, a lot of struggles that yeah. came, became really good things, a lot of things I learned about myself and... You know, so basically, people should just travel once and just you know explore, and, and it changes you yeah. and for the best because yeah. you know you learn to be also more reasonable, go with the flow. I hopefully learn to be more optimistic because you know you're not gonna freak out over something minor because you'll remember. Oh, remember that one time? Oh, that was a bad trip. This is yeah, bad. you know, like yeah. I, I haven't been to Korea. I don't know if you know that yet, but I'm really it's one of the places on my list to go. <laughs> you'll love it. You'll love it. My Korean friends think yeah. I have such a romantic um, idea about Korea. See, I think Korea is gonna be like the food is very romantic. That will not disappoint. Good. <laughs> I love it. The I want to go so to Busan. I want to try the seafood yeah. first. Uh, my friends think that I have this very romantic. My Korean friends think yeah. I have this very romantic idea about Korea. Yeah. Here's what I think. You know, okay. it's not gonna be any different from other places where they have the good people and the bad people. Yeah. But I think it's going to be different from other places because I have such a hard connection to Korea that I can't mm-hmm. put into words. Like, I'm learning the language. I'm trying to embarrass myself in the culture. Mm-hmm. So, for me, it feels like another sort of homecoming. Sure. But, of course, I'm not going to think everything's not going to be la-la land and, yeah. you know, everybody's going to smile at me and yeah. I'll, be, I'll have, like, a red carpet waiting for me. Yeah. But I still want to just explore it. And I don't know. I would really wish to see what it's like. And if, if yeah. it turns out to be good, I don't mind actually living there yeah. eventually. I think you'll have a really good experience. And I know what you mean that, you know, you feel heart connected to it. Because to me, when I meet a Korean person here still or um, um, the community and I know other Korean people, I feel like endeared to them. Yeah. Because I live in their country. I can speak some of their language and I know how their people are and I know they're very good people. Yeah. And it, yeah, it feels it feels good because they do. Like when you show you care about their culture they really take you, like you in that, yeah. yeah and they're, they're like very that. they're very like supportive you know they like that they're they like boost that. your ego a lot mm-hmm. <laughs> like, oh, you're, uh, yeah. you're like thank you <laughs> i needed that <laughs> okay thanks for that um yeah. another thing that you are is also a christian mm-hmm. you know um just a few sentences and we didn't yeah. explore this in details what does your christian faith mean to you so that's really my compass and I'm not a perfect Christian, and I will never claim to be. Um, but I try. That's basically my my motto in life: is I try, I try really hard. <laughs> but um, I just think, as long as you are, you, you know, you, you need to find a church home, and you're you're trying, you're in, engaging, you're talking with God, you're making an effort. You know, just keep that constant communication with God because you're never going to have all the answers. When I was in Korea, I didn't know why I had to be sick all the time. I didn't know I was so difficult at times, but not all the times were hard. I had a lot of, I, I learned to appreciate friends more, etc. So you go through stuff and you don't know why, but God reveals it later on. Sometimes he doesn't, but you have to just learn to trust him. And being Korea taught me that. Yeah. It taught me to trust him because he's got my back. And so really, you know, he's my compass, but he's also, he's my provider. He's my father. That is sometimes scary, but he's so beautiful. He's so lovely. I like that. He is. Oh, my mom got me this Bible study. I try to read, and it has little paragraphs. So I read what they say and I try to read a little bit of scripture every morning. Yeah. So that's something that I've implemented in my day that, you know, talk to Jesus for a few moments and your day is going to be much better and you're going to be able to handle it much better. And sometimes I had days that I said, Lord, I feel like you're preparing me for a day that's not going to be so easy. Yeah. You know, and and you can, in quiet time of God, just, just communing and not say anything. And that's sometimes difficult for me. But, you know, he can replenish your soul if you just be quiet. Yeah. Um, off the cuff question here. What are your bad habits? Bad habits. I would say lack of discipline. Me too. Oh, In what areas? You want to um, explain it? I would, the time management. Um, you know, you're an artist, you know, because you write and, and you produce. But you're an artist. And it's, we need deadlines. We have to set deadlines for ourselves. Um, I would say... Sometimes I, uh, a lot of times I overthink things, and that can cause you to have some anxiety or stress. So just kind of, you know, a lot of times I want to make sure, like, if I if I think I offended someone, I'll make sure it's cool. And, and quite frankly, most of the time I never have. Yeah. But I'm concerned. But I just think that you just have to, to chalk it up to you know what um, I can either ask that person, are we cool, or just move on with it, or move on because in reality, if you 
analyze it definitely make yourself crazy and really most likely you did it just because you're a thoughtful person. Funny that you mentioned that because I was yeah. thinking about someone today because I have a friend here. Yeah. She hadn't really talked to me in a while. I thought she was mad at me or something. She just got busy. She was out of town. Yeah. So she texted me yesterday and she was yeah. like, oh, I'm back in town. You want to have coffee together? And I was like, oh, yeah. what was that overthinking things? Like, yes. I yes. worry a lot. I yes. worry about, I don't think I worry about what people feel, think yes. about me, yes. but I worry about my position with friends. Like, am I yes. out of favor? I don't know why I do that. I'm, I'm like you in that regard. I'm the same way because I'm not going to change myself for someone else necessarily. <laughs> I'm not a people pleaser. Me too, but, but I, still, I don't want to ruffle feathers. That's me. It's just psyched. It's just saying everything that I'm, yeah. I want to, yeah. Like, I don't care what people think about me. I mean, you can say what you have to say about yeah, me. Yeah, and yeah. I know I'm not perfect, you know. Yeah, yeah. I'm not going to, you know, bend over and backwards to please you. Yes. But at the same time, I don't want to, I don't want to be that person someone always keeps talking about. Like, this person's called me for life, you know. Yes. I don't want to burn bridges, you know. I don't yes. want to, Yes. Be disloyal. I don't want to betray people. Yes. But sometimes you just have to let go of some friendship. Yeah. And I agree that sometimes when you think back on it, you're like, maybe that actually wasn't a very good friendship and this was for the best. Or maybe I made a mistake and you just come to terms with it and go, hmm. And I learned I just really need to focus more on the positive and be grateful for the friendship rather than worrying that I might lose it. Because we, <laughs> people like, I don't know if this is about you because I yeah. have, I'm very good with making friends. Mm-hmm. But the downside of that is that I focus more on the making and there's not so much time in actually keeping, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, like I'm always going around trying to like mm-hmm. gather more flocks. Then, but mm-hmm. the ones I've gathered, I'm not like cultivated. Yeah. Because I'm putting all my energy in the other thing. And I yeah. to, at the point I told myself like, hey, you just gotta, you gotta let it go. You know? Yeah. I you gotta let it go. Yeah. yeah. I have a, you know, a few close friends that I will tell, you know, private stuff about my life. You know, I have those, those really good friends. Yeah. And, and some, those are people you really click with, you really trust. And then other than that, it's sometimes it's just a lot of acquaintances and they might not ever be your best bud, but I have also learned doing art, just reach out to people and they actually want to help and interact with you more than you think. And a lot of times if someone always reach out to me, I feel very flattered. And um. as a, as a, a shy person that's recovering from that, <laughs> I don't want to bother people, but I realize like, Hey, it doesn't hurt to ask. There was a yeah. lady at my church that um, did murals into different art. And I was um, kind of hesitant to ask her, thought, oh, she's in town to do the art from Texas for our church. I don't know if she'll have time. And I told myself, just ask. The worst that can happen is she says, no, yeah. I don't have time. Yeah. And she's not doing it to be mean. She just, she can't. But she did meet with me and we had a really great time. So I've learned just step out of your comfort zone. Open your zone. mind and just, and you know, open your mind. Yeah. There's a thing, in, there's a, um, there's a saying in my country, like a closed mouth is a closed destiny. Like yeah. you don't open your mouth and ask like for that. stuff, you're not gonna get stuff. I like that. Thanks for answering that question. I like <laughs> I like your honesty about that. Um, do you have any questions for me? Perhaps are you curious anything about me mm. on the show? Mm. <laughs> I thought about some and then I thought try to remember them. <laughs> um, forget, forget, forget. Okay, forget. No! <laughs> okay. What's your favorite color? Brown. Really? Mm-hmm. What shade of brown? Um, light dark. Yeah, I like blue too, but brown is my favorite color. I've never guessed that. No one ever says brown. Who doesn't like brown? But who's who's their favorite color? <laughs> like, what kind of shoes you want? Brown, you know? Yeah. It's, <laughs> my friends know me. Like, when I go to a store and I, I make a, a yeah. beeline for, like, uh, brown, brown shoes. That's funny. They're like, no, more. you're not getting that. That's and I try to convince them. I don't have that shit. No, I have them all in brown. Like, That's funny. Yeah, I love brown. That's my favorite color. Want? I mean, I like, like, leather brown. Like, I, think I, like, I like, I like dark light, like, the many yeah. shades of brown. There's one gamboge, which is like a yellowish brown. Uh-huh. There's also like an exotic color. I like. I like really brown. It's my favorite color. That's yeah. neat. Okay, yeah. I like that. And then, okay, so you said that you've been in Oklahoma for seven years now. No, no, a year and some months. I used to live in Austin, okay. Texas. But just in Oklahoma, you've been here a year and uh, four months. Now. Okay, sorry. Yeah. Um. So okay. With all your experience, different places, what is some like misconception you had about America that you don't have anymore, or something you think that is true that you thought? Uh, I used to think that America was a very Christian nation because mm-hmm. I grew up with so many American missionaries coming over, mm-hmm. like the music as well and the preachers. So I thought it was going to be like mm-hmm. an extension of you know the Holy Land, Jerusalem, mm-hmm. but that. You know, it's different here. But I, you know, it kind of helps me in a way because mm-hmm. even though I stepped out from my face a little bit, well, not a little bit, for a while, I had to be more intentional. And America has made me focus more on my face, why I believe mm-hmm. what I believe, and also be comfortable having discussions around it. Mm-hmm. 
Um, I remember when I said I was moving to Oklahoma, I had people worried about me, like, Oklahoma, oh my, oh my goodness. But it's, mm-hmm. see, people are people anywhere you go. I have mm-hmm. lived in uh, four major cities in mm-hmm. the U.S., different cities. Mm-hmm. And I've lived in Boston, which is, you know, it's still different from here. I've heard, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> people are still people. You're going to yeah. meet people. You're going to meet people, good people, bad people. Mm-hmm. But like I said, you always attract what you attract, right? Mm-hmm. And you know, I'm I'm very careful. I don't mm-hmm. put myself in situations where my safety is gonna be compromised. Mm-hmm. I know that. Now I'm not saying that. You know, now we live in a world where we have to like explain everything we say, so mm-hmm. people don't you know quote us and be like, oh, she said this and that. Mm-hmm. Um, I try to be very to be responsible for myself and mm-hmm. those around me. So I wouldn't put myself in a place where you know I can be in danger. You know, mm-hmm. go drinking and mm-hmm. things like that. So I and I try to have the people like the people that are my friends, people that I hang out with, the people that we have shared values. You mm-hmm. know? I have friends that we don't have similar values, but mm-hmm. we're not like friends, friends. Mm-hmm. We're more like acquaintances, and mm-hmm. we do know that, and it's very respectable, mm-hmm. you know, because we know you can change me, I can change you, but yeah. we kind of cool. Yeah. But the ones that are really friends, you know, I like to hang out mostly, like rub minds and be mm-hmm. in the company mm-hmm. of those that have the same values that I have. Yeah, exactly. But I do learn from other people as well, mm-hmm. regardless of the values we share. Mm-hmm. So um, I feel like people are just people. Like, I don't like the way the U.S. is divided as, you know, mm-hmm. red or blue or whatever color yeah. in between. Because we forget that the essence of it is still people. So people live there that don't necessarily buy mm-hmm. into the coloring part, like, mm-hmm. you know. So yeah, that's that's yeah, I take about the U.S. That was so interesting. I didn't expect you to say that, but now that you said it, it makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Yeah, because our nation used to be a little bit different, right? Yeah. But just because more people used to go to church doesn't mean they were sincere about it anyways. And to me, it just makes it more clear who is sincere about their faith and who isn't. Yeah. I mean, that's the reality. And I think a lot of times what you're saying about, you know, people maybe get hung up on different races and don't come together and communion have yeah, fellowship yeah. i think a lot of it's just a misunderstanding you it know is, what i mean it is that it's uh, just talk to people just just be friendly and get to know them and and, and don't have expectations you yeah. know and people don't really want to have these conversations but yeah i feel like as a whole like the narrative we hear mm-hmm. around us through the media mm-hmm. they it seems like they're trying to pitch us against one another yeah. you know across common lines yeah. across belief lines across political lines mm-hmm. and forget that before you are liberal versus a conservative mm-hmm. you're still human first right yeah and that's what you know i think mm-hmm. that's what we seem to forget at times that we're still people we still want to connect we still want to feel like we belong somewhere mm-hmm. we still want to feel like you know there's a community out there for us mm-hmm. because if your house is burning and yeah. you need someone to save you exactly you're not gonna care hey did you vote for trump you know is that gonna right. be the first thing you know that comes out of your mouth or so did you vote funny. for hillary you know and so, your house is gone. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it's a question the same way you just did, or tap the top of the device. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> okay, little shut up. Oh my, oh my gosh. gosh. <laughs> Jeez. That's that was really scary. Funny. I know, I know. So, yeah, um, I love this place. <laughs> <laughs> That's see, hilarious. See, this, this is what I, I live with. Um, well, yeah, that was brilliant. I like your comments. Oh, thanks. Yeah, thanks. because, I mean, you're right. You're not going to care about Nobody that. Cares. And as long as I think people just need to have more open mind. And because, talk more. Let's, yeah. let's Facebook more talk with people. Yes. Because we've, we've become so isolated, spending our, yes. our dying and waking times in front of a computer. Yeah. We don't even know how to talk to people Which anymore. leads to a lot of miscommunication. Yeah, because there's so much text speak and then talking, like, talking. Is are different. you being sarcastic or... Do you really want my I house to get in trouble down? a lot when I type. Like, I get in trouble yeah. when I type because my yeah. tone sometimes, people yeah. might read, I'm like, how are you reading my tone into that? Like, unless I sent you a voice note or you saw me in person, don't read too much into my tone. If I'm angry, I'm going to let you know. You yeah. know, except I'm being passive aggressive anyways. But I love this land. It's given me a lot to be thankful for. Yeah. Um, if I stayed in Nigeria, I probably wouldn't have gone as far as I have gone right yeah. now. And I've just even just started. Yeah. But I'm thankful for this place. I'm thankful for the people that I have met mm. that have poured so much into me. For the people that have opened their houses mm-hmm. and their hearts in every sense, welcoming in. Because mm-hmm. if not for them giving me that mm-hmm. part, you know, of themselves, I probably wouldn't have had. I would have had a different history mm-hmm. here, um, a different experience here. So I don't take those kind of things for granted. So this place means awesome. a lot to me. Very good. I have one last question. Sure. <laughs> the interviewee has now become the interviewer. I like I'm that. Just <laughs> Ask away. Okay, so. How come you started doing podcasts? What inspired you? What drew you to it? How, why are you going to keep going? Because we want to talk about people, talk, talk yeah. to people. And I think the, there's so many reasons why I started. But last year, my friend spoke to me. She lives in the UK, mm-hmm. Tammy. 
She's like, hey, Mo, why are you always hiding yourself? Like, I feel mm-hmm. like you need to be out there. Mm-hmm. Why are you just keeping yourself away? And I was like, hmm. She told me that in many ways, but that time yeah. it kind of hit home. And I realized that I needed to, like, sort out some issues in my life. Mm-hmm. If I wanted to be authentic, if I wanted to mm-hmm. be, you know, genuine. Because one of the biggest things I talk about on my mm-hmm. podcast is vulnerability. Mm-hmm. And if I haven't expressed that mm-hmm. through my own story, mm-hmm. and why would I want to bring people on the show? And why yeah. would I want them, what, like, what right do I have yeah. to let them, you know, share their story mm-hmm. to me and to people listening? Mm. So I had to go home. And the biggest vulnerability in my life was my dad. Because mm-hmm. we didn't have such a good relationship growing up. Mm-hmm. And it held me back. So, um... Thankfully, um, God saw through that and yeah. I was able to have a talk with him. I actually have an episode, episode 14 with him, yeah. where, you know, we explored our relationship. Yeah. We're in a good place now. Yeah. We're, we're talking more now. and That's awesome. It's, I mean, it's amazing yeah. how much 20-something years of your heart, you know, hurting Mm-mm. can go. I mean, it's gone. I'm not going to lie yeah. to you. Like, I don't feel that pain. I don't feel yeah, that hurt anymore exactly. when I think about him because I give that all to Christ. Mm-hmm. And I was willing to walk, you know, mm-hmm. in the future. And I don't take credit for that. I had a lot of friends mm-hmm. helping me pray with me. So shout out to those awesome. people. And so when that was out of the way, it mm-hmm. became, what do I want to make the podcast about? I, I like, I'm, I'm African, you know, that's mm-hmm. a part of me. You see me for the mm-hmm. first time, you you can, you know, guess that I'm from Africa. <laughs> <Yeah>. And, um, <laughs> <laughs> and I also like, you know, the Korean part mm-hmm. that I'm exploring. Mm-hmm. So I was like, how do I do this? So I, mm-hmm. I had a mentor who kind of started out. So I was like, okay, mm-hmm. what does it say for blacks and Asians and those who love them? And some might say, oh, it's black and Asian, but that's very restricted. Ah, there's a third component of those who love yeah. them. And that's almost everybody. Yeah. And, <laughs> and I do want to be, you know, very um, specific because yeah. I really want to explore all kinds of stories. So, yeah. And the show, we've talked about grief, we've talked about acculturation, we've talked about mm-hmm. child trafficking, you mm-hmm. know, sexual abuse. And I've talked about heavy and light topics because mm-hmm. I want to build a community for people to come here and I want people to be able to share their stories. Mm-hmm. Because like I said earlier, like we live in an era of identity politics mm-hmm. where everybody needs to put everybody in a little box. Mm-hmm. But then there's so much more to one person than yeah, who exactly. they voted for, they didn't vote for. Exactly. And until we get to the very core of things, I understand that there's so mm-hmm. much more things that unite us and divide us mm-hmm. we probably you know since this is a platform for it mm-hmm. and i've said it one time like even when i'm trying to build community i'm okay with the fact that sometimes that community might not in- include me mm-hmm. you know that's some guests i have i've had in here and i'm probably gonna have them mm-hmm. i don't agree with some of their points but mm-hmm. you wouldn't know because i'm not gonna go ahead you know arguing with them and trying to talk them down yeah because i really also want to have that conversation with them i want to yeah. explore their beliefs as well mm-hmm. so if you're trying to you know do that to people you have to respect where they're coming from and disagree agree yeah. to disagree so sometimes i feel like exclusion may be necessary mm-hmm. as far as my community like, i don't mm-hmm. have to be part of that community mm-hmm. but it's definitely a community for those people that might be listening so i see myself as a public servant in that mm-hmm. regard where i'm trying to let people know hey you're mm-hmm. struggling with this this is somebody else struggling with that you are not you're not mm-hmm. alone in this we're in this together so that's what the podcast is and i hope it gets bigger and i hope i can get to share my stories so yeah that's wonderful did Thank you me. ever think it'd get to be that successful i don't know starting? i still don't know like yeah. i don't want to get caught someone like me i don't I think you might relate with yeah. that like you get excited, but I don't want to get too excited about yeah. how far it's going to grow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, that's why I just want to focus on what really matters. I did, I want for it to grow, I want for it to have a life force of its own because I'm yeah. consistent with this. Yeah. I release every ep- new episode every Thursdays. Mm-hmm. And um, so, yeah, I just, I, I, I want it to grow. Yeah. I, I wasn't very comfortable with the whole thing because yeah. I don't, I'm not going to be able to handle film very well. That one I know yeah. by myself because, yeah. and that's why I want to keep talking to people. I want to mm-hmm. keep, I, wa- I don't want to forget where I came from. Yeah. And I want my fans to hold me accountable. Those yeah. listening to hold me accountable. The moment I start drilling from my mm-hmm. course, for my, for my course, from the mm-hmm. moment I start drilling for my purpose, mm-hmm. I want someone to call me back and be mm-hmm. like, Hey, no, this wasn't what you wanted to do. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Um, I might forget. I hope I don't forget, but, Things can happen while I become mm-hmm. compromised. So, yeah, I don't want to get caught in the glory. I still want to sure. keep telling the stories. Yeah, I think you should definitely be proud of yourself, too, because I know that a lot of times I don't give myself credit for stuff. I don't, too. Yeah, you got to give yourself credit, too. You got to be proud of yourself. And that and that alone is just such a success that it doesn't... If you're proud of yourself and you're happy with what you're doing, yeah. then it doesn't matter who's watching, who's listening. Thank you. Because you're, you're being yourself and you're improving yourself. Thank you. I appreciate that. You should that. be proud of yourself. I appreciate that. Thank yeah. you so much. You know what your questions? I don't. That was my last one. I was really excellent to hear. Tata I enjoyed this Tata so much. Yes. Well, um, thank you so much for coming to my house. Thanks for having dinner with me. Thanks for delicious. <laughs> You're far too kind. Thanks for sharing your story. It was nice exploring, you know, the artist that is Lizzie, the ex-Korean traveler that is Lizzie, <laughs> the um, Spanish student that is Lizzie, yeah. and you know, the Christian part of you, and you know. 
just a final question. What would, what would be your hopes for Lizzie? Like for you, what would you like to like? I don't want to say the next five years, but what are your big hopes? Your yeah. Big dreams? Hmm. Like I said before, I'm an entrepreneur, and I have a lot of goals for myself. And I guess my goal is just to focus on a couple, to make them achievable, to you know have a domino effect to keep leading towards those other dreams. But I think my goal is as a Christian. Be content no matter where God has placed you. Mm-hmm. Have a good attitude. Set a good example. And that's easier said than done. We all know that. But that's part of it is is that if I don't focus on that aspect, I could have a dream job, dream dream life from the outside. But if I'm not, my attitude's not right and I'm not grateful and I'm not talking with God, it all just stinks. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> so that's basically my goal is is to become a better person. And I know that... It's sometimes hard when you struggle and you have dreams, but just to enjoy where you're at, you know. I like that. And may God grant you the desires of your heart. Thank you. You too. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everyone. That was the show. Thanks for listening. Um, go on the website, www.mostcivil.com, to listen to past episodes and um, subscribe to the podcast as well. You can hit that subscribe button on um, the website as well. You can also go on the iTunes store the iTunes podcast store as the more civil podcast to listen to new episodes. Uh, thank you for listening. I remain your host, Ms. Sybil. Yay. So how do you feel? It was your first time, right? It was really good. And yeah. I, where does Sybil come from? Oh, that's my spiritual name. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. So um, Sybil means a clairvoyant person. Okay. Someone that sees the future. Yeah. And I do have some bits of clairvoyance in uh-huh. me. That's me. So it's my spiritual name. It just came to me. Like, awesome. I saw the name and I knew that was my name. That's really neat.